Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to Endpoints, a game of champions two. Um, we are going to be going into another sort of podcast. My name is Zoot. I do some Quake stuff, but there's two people who do more Quake stuff. It's Avic and Kilson. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, Kilson, welcome. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing great. Uh, got a little warm last week, uh, but now it's it's a little better. And yeah, prepare, preparing for the next heat wave uh, I have to deal with then here in my apartment since we uh, have an apartment uh, at the roof and yeah, it oh gets quite hot in here. No, I bet. I, can't, I can barely imagine. Avec, how's it going on your side? Uh, it's good. Same as Kilsen. It's pretty hot. It's like 30 degrees. I already feel sorry for him because I remember <laughs> when we played 2v2, he was sweating like in in, uh, in hot pants and it was like uh, uh, summer was raining from, from above. So it's coming again. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I, I'm going to jump um, uh, right into some Quake questions. I think that's where we're going we're gonna to start. We'll probably finish on it as well, but we're definitely going to start there. Um, Kilson, you've had, a, you've had quite a... I've actually got quite a lot of questions about this, and the more are growing by the second. But Kilson, you've had a year with, uh, with Quake. Um, QuakeCon champion, stage three champion. Um, where does this all come from, actually? Do you have an edge? What's um, what's going on in your mind to be getting all of the success? Um, I think if I'm really at my at my top level, which I've been at uh, QuakeCon, then I do think I have an edge uh, in uh, in comparison to other players. But it takes a lot of discipline and and practice to get there. Um, and sometimes it doesn't doesn't even work the way uh, I want to, like we've seen in Katowice, for example, uh, where I failed. I I felt like I didn't do bad for how I felt like, but uh, I couldn't couldn't do any better for whatever reason. And you know, I gotta deny those situations, and then I should be able to you know keep that kind of level. Uh, I I'm capable of, you know. Yeah. Because uh, I I want to um, I want to approach I don't know if it's a if it's a um, a sensitive uh, topic at all but it's definitely something when you look through the sort of track record of Kilson across Quake history there might even be people who are going to watch this uh, podcast and be like oh I, you know I didn't know that Kilson's been around for well over a decade because they might be new to Quake and they might have only watched some stuff in Quake Champions and seen how dominant you are at the moment um, but uh, you first won a big international event 2010 is that the one I got right yeah um, you won Adroits uh, 2012 a little bit sort of I played drama. second actually I lost oh, the second ship. yeah yeah Okay, but I that that event was very um yeah I think everyone wanted to forget it after a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the what my question goes into is that there's not there's been a huge gap between then and your success in Quake Champions, and I'd say it's even more competitive now in Quake Champions with the amount of players that have returned, the more the amount of money that's been on the line. What has changed, and what's allowed you to sort of turbocharge into into this form? I think uh, there has been some experience needed to really make it to the top five every single tournament, uh, which which I earned with Quake Champions. You know, by by grinding into the game, I I learned some stuff I I didn't j just didn't had in my in, in my repertoire before, and yeah, that kind of make me being a very dangerous contender every single time. And uh, yeah, it's it's been paying off. Like before, I went to QuakeCon, for example. I was, you know, talking to myself, uh, listen, listen to myself, 
um, and reflecting the tournaments before. And I didn't do bad at all in, in the tournaments before. And so I could go quite confident overall into the upcoming tournaments. But still, there was this tiny edge missing, yeah, which somehow, you know, I got into and then uh, been paying off from that moment. Yeah. Because it's crazy, because a lot of, the, you know, there used to be this old esports mantra, which is, oh, if you're over 20, I don't know, three, four, five, then, you know, you're done. It's GG. You can't play anymore. Um, you can, but you've been getting better and better and better, and you're one of the more senior players in the scene, and it's impressive. It's super impressive to see. Avic, when you, because you've played against Kilson forever now, and I was reading the stats uh, before, apparently there's, you've got seven victories versus Kilson in Quake Live, and he's got two to you. But I'd say the tables are sort of starting to turn, of course. What's changed? What, what has you, have you seen change in Kilson as he's as the years have gone by? And how has he changed? You know, opponent? lately I've been thinking about it. And it's same like in real sports. For example, we cannot compare Quake to football, obviously, because it's like team game. But let's compare like uh, football to, to boxing. And if you look at the history of boxing, you have very successful boxers who are like um, coming up as stars really 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 fast for example you had mike tyson who was like world champ at 20 years of tw 20 years old it's like incredible in heavyweight right imagine a guy 20 years old he's still a kid and he became world champion right and then you got holyfield or like Louis, lennox lewis who were like climbing they weren't as good in the beginning but they overcome him with time and they became like big stars i think it's same like uh, in every sport like sometimes you got guys who are becoming really really good really fast and becoming champions and then maybe they dropping down with the level because maybe they got too much in the young age and stuff like this then they get into the harder time in the life and then you got guys who are constantly hungry for the win because as soon as you don't win anything you are still hungry kilsen was climbing he won a first event in 2010 as you said so back then uh, I was already 20. He was like 23 or something, right? So, so he he got his results in like an older age, and I think it it um, it kept kept him alive with his hunger for winning. And of course, he was working on himself. He was working hard, and I really like um, I really liked um, to see his improvement in Quake Champions. I think. Um, and as as Kilson said, it wasn't like he was like outside of the top players like in 2018, because uh, I remember when we played two v two, it was like great experience. Because even though we never played two v two ever before, Kilson never even like focused on team modes or like uh, or like two v two. You remember sacrifice in the beginning, right? Kilson didn't pay too much <laughs> attention to sacrifice, right? Like yeah. team modes in general, he wanted to be the best in one v one. So I thought that there will be a lot of problems in the beginning, but we managed to fix our problems in a week or two basically so he's adapting really fast so as soon as he puts like a lot of time i think he will he will understand the game because he's the the smart guy and he will get get out the best out of it out of practice mm. so it was really enjoyable to watch his process of grinding and becoming the best I, i've got like multiple things to ask from here but if you were to point it out in the server like because he was known as being railson mm -hmm. i mean he's still known as being railson right this guy mm -hmm. just hits rails for days but back in quake live it was it was like a meme right the amount of mm -hmm. rails that he would hit and how focused he was i remember watching the game between um kilson and cypher on blood run um i think it was commentated by zsx and strengths and it was the the, the famous Zadrock game. Um, and it was just a meme because you would just spawn at the rail and immediately you would hit three in a row. Like if you ever die, it was it was just hilarious 
how many rails you would hit. And Cypher was obviously super tilted by this. Well, if Abbott... you want some, if you want some insight, ask me inside what has changed in Kilsen uh, specifically, yeah. why he became the best well, in the game on the on the server yeah. as well, yeah. like how it feels. To yeah. Play. So from this point of view, in my opinion, like as you said, he was very rail heavy player and stuff like this. In my opinion, Quake is like the game of perfect or uh, perfections. You need to be perfect in every single matter, you know? Um, it's the game where you, you can't make big mistakes because one mistake can lose you the game, right? Mm. So you need to be constantly on top, not even one match. In tournament, you need to be like on top of your shape, match by match by match by match, right? Every single match, you need to be on top, right? So I think this is what he improved. Uh, so he's like really good in every single aspect, in aim, in like timing. He's like uh, very patient. He doesn't like, which is important. He doesn't tilt and he doesn't give away frags which is very important in this game, especially in Quake Champions, because it can get so snowbally and it's really, mm. really hard to do anything. So it's like game of perfections. And, and he became like perfect in every single little aspect, you know? Mm. You, even your movement has to be perfect. For example, if you have really good aim and you know what's going on, you know what is your opponent doing, you got timings, you got control. Let's say your movement is not really great, right? Especially mm. that you have a different like uh, physics in Quake Champions. You can play one time Anarchy, then Slash, and then you bump on your road, uh, you, you can't slide or something like this. This is like big, big issue and this can cost you the game. So even movement, aim, like little things like really matter in Quake. It's really like beautiful game in this case because every every single moment needs yeah. to be perfect. Look how Rafa won Katowice. You know, he was perfect in every single moment. Same for mm. Kilsen winning Quake on and, and this stage. He was perfect in every single moment. As soon as you are not perfect, you can't do it. That's why uh, that's why many people are like surprised that one one uh, big player deliver one tournament and then next tournament he didn't deliver. For example, Cooler won like one stage and then he get out of the another stage after two matches. Yeah. But it's normal because it's the game for like, uh, it also shows how big level is, you know, you're doing little mistakes, you're a bit off this day and it's done for you. Yeah, well, that's that's totally. So true. he is the mar master of like little things, uh, mastering it to the perfection. This is how I see this game for like no. top players and guys winning. That's totally fair enough, uh, Kelson. I, I I'm going to ask maybe a a more sensitive question now, but I'll try and phrase it so that I don't come off like an asshole. Okay. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> you um you won quake you've won a number of things in in quake champions but uh what i think an elephant in the room is is that when you won stage three it was online um you're obviously elated and you had an amazing tournament and i watched the the, the event myself and you put on some fantastic games does this make you hungrier to do it again but on lan in say the end of stage four like how does that feeling change like for winning stage three when it was such a different environment from when you're your, you know, your success to say at QuakeCon, which is probably the hardest tournament, one of the hardest tournaments we've ever had in Quake Champions or Quake at all. I mean, because it was online, I actually made a mistake against uh, Rafa uh, picking champions and maps by ping situation. Because, of course, we knew before which map is going to be played on which server. So yeah. I made my all my decisions just bound to that in the, in the first matchup against Rafa. And it cost me the game, so I dropped down to the loser bracket. That wouldn't have happened uh, on a on a LAN environment, for example. I would have yeah. totally trusted my abilities on, you know, just do like I normally do, and uh, it worked afterwards in, in the loser bracket match against Rafa. And, uh, yeah, that's something, you know, I, I would have been ready for, for LAN environment, absolutely. Yeah. Um, 
even even though I started a little late, actually with preparations, but preparation been going really, really well. And each game, you know, I got a little bit better. And that's exactly the feeling you want to have when getting into into an event. If it's online or offline, doesn't matter. You you know, you want to get or be able to to get the best out of you. And if you still make steps each game. Um, that's like a real important part because other players uh, also have it more difficult to to adjust to your game because they don't know what is going to happen next. What's the next level at? You know, so yeah. But um, so does the victory taste as sweet though with a stage three, or are you like, give me stage four, give me land? <laughs> if COVID permits, you know, mm. all this, we're in a pretty crazy time at the moment um does it does, are you just like bring it on stage four let's let's get even and let's get my name third time on the belt yeah i mean absolutely uh next event uh, pretty much is about taking home the belt right mm. um and uh, i want to have it you know here on uh, in my back and uh yeah uh for sure uh totally makes me hungry uh just because it's about the belt um and uh yeah, I mean, it was different for sure, winning the stage three finals uh, online. Uh, I do like the pressure of being on, on a stage, you know, having people in front of you. Uh, gives, you know, gives, gives a specific atmosphere, but I do really enjoy that, these moments, and uh, don't feel overpressured or anything. Yeah, I, and they're honestly some of the best games that we've seen in Quake Champions for sure. Like the, the tournament that we just had was, was really spectacular. Um, I, I want to, Avec, I want to speak to you a bit about... Oh, what I wanted to also add is like, I, <laughs> I'm i going to take your job, uh, Zut. I know you are the best and oh, you, have, like, you are phenomenal. <laughs> you have fancy like Hugo Boss hat. I think people will dig it. <laughs> MS me. But what I want to say, I hope I know you guys hoping for a LAN next stage. But honestly, I also hope for it. Honestly, I thought that maybe Bethesda was up and optimistically uh, thinking that they can like... Um, rent a studio even last minute because obviously they have like a, mm. a cooperation with ESL so it wouldn't be a problem to rent a studio in Katowice in Poland again but from what I see as soon as the quarantine went over in uh, in Poland uh, the situation getting still uh, again a little bit worse so so I really doubt we can do it and it's still like right. we, we only have one and a half month left so I think that the last stage will again be online and Kilsen has to do it again online unfortunately but uh, but well i hope for another season another year of quake which we can talk about it later maybe in the podcast and then maybe we can go back to lance and and how it was in 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 the past yeah no for sure uh we'll 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 get onto those topics but that's some um, interesting insights and if it does end up being online then you know we're gonna roll up the punches and it's still gonna make a, yeah make a great event of it um, but Avec, yeah, I'm, uh, looking now at your stage four, you've been winning the last couple of games, Sparty, CNZ, uh, you had a tough game against Cypher at the beginning. Cypher's been in pretty immense shape recently. Um, like what's your, what's your road to success looking like? How, how are you seeing your, um, yeah, your path to stage four well, finals? My, another match is also going to be hard base, uh, base is specific kind of player. And he also somehow a bit Cypher trio like two weeks ago. I don't really know how he did it. I didn't exactly watch the match, but he three of them. So it says something, especially that Cypher was playing like uh, perfectly lately. Uh, so I'm going to take it step by step. Um, I got only hard opponents now till the end. I need to stay above, definitely I need to stay above Sparty and CNZ. Uh, 
to be safe again uh, and then and then focus on on final stages and i really want to prepare for final stages not only from the practice point of view but also i want to upgrade my gear and things like this because Quake uh, requires really strong, uh, strong PCs and uh, and things like this. And whenever we play online, uh, it never matters because everyone is in the same conditions. So I even enjoyed playing on my 140 monitor at home because when I went to LAN and I switched to 240, my aim was improving, my like uh, mechanics was improving, so I felt much better on LAN. But nowadays, um, when I realize that the uh, fourth stage will be online for sure, because I'm watching statistics of COVID, uh, I need to I need to be on top with everything. Mm. No, that that's that's totally fair. Um, where was I going to go uh, <coughs> next? Yeah. Well, if I can also say something, Mister Zut, can I add something else? Because you asked me Mission like granted. Well, Yep. What, what I what I think Kilson changed in 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 server, right? What what he improved in the game, and I said about uh, being perfect in every single uh, aspect. But I would like to ask actually Kilson what he thinks like is the one one really important thing to do in Quake. Because for example, like I know that Rafa thinks that the one of the most important things is no matter the situation. Um, you you always need to put up the damage. You can't die for free for zero. It 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 sounds like pretty easy to do because you're always doing damage, right? But sometimes the situation can get tricky. For example, you're taking big uh, big uh, item like heavy after having a fight with the guy, right? And for example, you're running for mega health, hoping that you're gonna pick up health bubbles on your way. But the guy is catching you when you are 20 HP to 100, right? Obviously, in a split second, he's gonna kill you and you're not gonna deal damage at all. You can leave the mega health and take uh, health, take rocket launcher and deal, for example, 200 damage, right? So uh, it's it's in every aspect, whether you are control or out of control. For example, for Cypher, the most important thing, as far as I know, is like timing items to the second. It gives him this like mental boost that he knows what's going on on the on the server, what his opponent doing, and he also feels that he's doing right thing. So his like uh, his positive energy is uh, is bringing out only only timing of items like to the to the second. He believes it's it's the key to win. Cooler, for example, from what I know in Quake Life, he he always believes that as soon as he gonna hit railguns he gonna win the tournament that was his really that was his goal in 2005 till 10 he he believed inside himself that if i'm gonna hit railgun i'm gonna win the tournament it's easy as that right so for everyone it's something different what was like the the main thing for you which you think uh, you improved and what is most important for you one thing um i mean first of all before we get to that point uh for for me actually uh, back then and in, in the earlier years of of Kilsen, uh, it's also been very important to hit my shots uh, so it made rail. me feel like yeah yeah right exactly <laughs> so it made me feel like super comfortable and being able to get into situations i wouldn't be able to if not hitting uh, with quake champions actually i changed my mind a little bit even if i miss the shots uh, you know i'm not not going down or feel feel overpressured or anything. I uh, just want to make sure to maybe be able to deal some damage and then, uh, you know, well, whatever happens next, next item is, uh, I can set up to. And there we go to that point, uh, take the right position in that, that specific moment to maybe deal damage. If you're not hitting, you still have an escape and then, uh, you know, you just keep on going, try again. 
Does that okay. um does that item rotation make it a bit easier to plan how to do that because it's different to Quake Live, which was twenty five thirty five? Does that? As I noticed that a lot of the game is actually played away from items as well now. It used to be that the timings it would always conflict conflict in Quake Live, and eventually someone would get the Mega and the Red to spawn at the same time, and there'd be a split in the control. It's a very kind of like simplified way of explaining it. But in Quake um, Champions, because everyone can time so well, and everyone knows when the items are up, it's how do you break that stalemate? Uh, I would say it, uh, yes, but no to to that question because okay. uh, there are like so many items up on on the maps. So uh, even out of control, um, the latest on the second rotation, you are able to stack up again on your full natural stack at least. Uh, not fighting for for a big item at that point, but if you are able to manage to keep keep alive for two rotations, uh, then you able to restack again because your opponent isn't able to to pick up all the items again because he needs to do plenty of self damage and you know that yeah. just denies his advantage that moment he fight for, and uh, yeah, so that's pretty much what I think. Like it's not uh, not really easier. But it is, you know. But you yeah, just gotta, you gotta, know. gotta need to think about it. Um, how it really, uh, yeah, which way it works, you know. But you see, this is the point about the beauty of Quake, because people, uh, newcomers. That's why I think Quake is niche game, because like people who are newcomers, they don't see these little things. They see two guys, like they understand that there is timing, there is rotations, because casters are explaining this. But look how many little things are like people are thinking. Cipher is is thinking about milliseconds, as I said. Like we spoke with Rafa, for example, like even ten years ago, and we asked him with Cipher, like why why you are so successful now? Like what you think is uh, the most important thing you are doing right now? So now he said that the best thing is like to, for example to to always deal damage and never get never be fracked for free right it's nobody gonna think about it from newcomers right but back then he said that it's simple i'm not playing to win i'm playing not to lose and it's 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 clearly changing your mind because you see people playing to win you know they try to take control and kill the guy right and rafa is playing not to lose so he's gonna take control and and try to kill the guy but he won't go overboard because he will be scared to get fracked with control and lose the game right this is that mm. this one sentence is like changing your like understanding of the game he's he's not playing to win but he's playing not to lose so he's always taking the, the the most uh, safe uh, options but he's also pushing when needed because he knows if he's not gonna push when control he's he also can lose right so it's like mm. this balance thing so this I is the beauty of quake in my opinion and people need to hear it because people don't think about these little details but, but on on this on this note because um I, I've been thinking about it because there's been a lot of tier two, tier three players who've been around for many, many years and they've never really broken out into um, the top of the scene. And I'd say a lot, a lot of those players are in America and um, that definitely, there's definitely a whole bunch of them in Europe, but it's noticeable in America because they're always at the Quake Cons and, and things like that. So you get to see them play. I feel like I'm seeing similar errors being made over and over again. Um, there's a sort of a, feels like an overcommitment to an opportunity. They they hit that rail or they do that initial damage. They try and chase up. Like, this is my chance to get the frag. But then there's items that are about to come up. That defensive damage comes out. They're then low. They then can't challenge for the items. And I feel like you know all of a sudden every opportunity they've built for themselves is destroyed. And I see players countless times doing this. They do it in in the community tournaments in Europe. I see it in the Quake Pro League. 
Um, and, and it feels like very few players are managing to bridge the gap to, to say, okay, well, what, not what am I trying to do in the next five seconds? What's going to happen in the next 30 to 60 seconds? And how do but, I need to change the But it's very that? easy to explain because um, even like if you compare it to poker for now, right? We already had comparison with boxing and stuff like this, but we can compare things, right? So let's sure. compare it to poker. Sometimes you're losing because you're getting greedy, right? Pete can like agree because yeah. he's like playing poker. So sometimes you're getting <laughs> greedy and you really have this like uh, inside uh, wheel, inside of your wheel to to actually get the stack and win this one, this one fight and 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 have over it. So we're playing a tournament and you understand if you're gonna make this frag, it's gonna be everything simple for next minutes. And you understand it's very important to get it. And people getting greedy and they hope that they they're gonna get it but mm. you know quake is unpredictable sometimes the guy can like uh, uh hit like a few things out of the blue and, and you're losing yeah. control so people just getting greedy you're getting greedy in these situations and, so you need to compose yourself totally and you know the, i think something that used to get said a lot in quake live commentary and not so much now um since the whole of quake champions really is that actually how bad is it to get a kill and lose full control you get a kill but oh you've got five hp 10 hp left you know I, I find that's almost like a, a mortal error that you should avoid at all costs. But you finally got that frag you because you wanted it and you knew that this would make yeah. a difference for you. But it actually makes a negative difference. I wonder, I, I guess, I, I would like Kilsen, I'll start with you on it. Like, what does it take to train that discipline? You know, how do you, I think that Dramas is a great example. He's a player who actually really started to develop super strong and was starting to have this amazing foresight. And I wonder, like, what is there like something that needs to click, or do you need to do a certain level of reflection? What, what does it take? Um, certain level of of re reflection for sure. Um, yeah, but 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 also the the right way of of understanding the the situations. So uh, why my opponent, for example, chose that way, but in the end he overcame me with that. But what is the reason he chose that way? Hmm. Um, you know, these 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 kind of kind of little things, uh, like like Avex said, uh, you know, it's really difficult to see just by you know when someone is getting fragged, uh, how much work has been done before this happened. Yeah, and uh, you need to understand that. I think that's that's like pretty important. And uh, yeah, you know, we will see how many uh, how many players are capable of. Uh, getting to this edge and then even overcome this edge. Mm. Yeah. Do you have any other thoughts on it, Avak? Like you mean when uh, when getting fracked, when in control, right? Um, what what Kelsey yeah. said, like you need to yeah. you need to observe the point of view of the guy who is playing defensive actually. You always have POV of the guy who's running for the frag. That's why you don't see what is happening behind the stage, right? Because the guy who is playing defensive at that moment, he can't just yolo around like uh, uh, jumping and hoping that that the control will, will come to him without any work. He he needs to understand that now is his time to work. He needs to slow down. He needs to listen. He needs to find the timings. And this is the point, right? You're playing ZTN without the control. You you need timings. You for sure need the timing because based on that you 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 can catch the opponent mistake. It's one of your like ways to to break through. You need opponent's mistake. Maybe he gonna try to chase you instead of going for like uh, for a mega, which happens very often on ZTN. And then then you're stealing the mega, and then you're giving the fight like 50-50, and maybe making a frag, right? So it takes like few rotations 
because you cannot do it with first or second rotation because the guy in control first few rotations he will be so focused on getting those items that there is no way it's gonna be delayed or anything like this he will always get it but after a few rotations some people getting or greedy or they are like uh, getting impatient so they trying to catch someone on make a trap or things like this and then you leave in things then then the rotation is like finally break you know because greens are like showing up like on different times for the guy without control so his whole like uh, control uh, part is fine it's like falling apart right and as soon as he controls everything you also understand his roads right because he needs to be fast and then you can try to cut him off or you can try to hit something so this is the time where the guy from defense he needs to like shine and he needs to do the work mm -hmm. yeah, no, some uh, some 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 really fun theory here, guys. I I'm gonna move us just to a quick uh, Quake Pro League question again. Just uh, I got a couple more notes on that that I want to touch on. Um, goals for the rest of the season or stage? Uh, Avec, you know, where do you want to be at the end of the stage? Ignoring the finals itself, but just before we get to finals. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's really hard to catch up with points, especially with Americans, uh, with uh, with like uh, middle uh, middle Americans for now. Uh, so basically, I will try to get as many points as as many maps as I can to get the best seeding for the final stage. If we're not talking about the final stage, this is this is my goal. Okay. Because okay, the points are uh, are like uh, you are you are your seeding is based on points basically. So yeah. you need to climb as high as you can. And I would assume your goal for the finals is to win. So <laughs> I just well, feel like it's a non-question. We want to win. I think it should be for every player, right? Because yeah. if you if you don't, well, let's be honest. If you don't don't aim at winning, then then you can't do anything. It should be for every rising player. Even if you have doubts in yourself, you deep in yourself in yourself, you need to like uh, convince yourself that you are capable of doing it. So if you aiming, if you're gonna aim to the moon, you're always gonna land at least next to the stars. Even if you don't reach it, right? That's a beautiful, beautiful sentence. I, like <laughs> I was preparing. I was preparing this sentence all night. Yesterday. I was like, I was googling for like sentences, like motivational sentences, like motivational speeches. I can and I see found like this a, one, so I thought it's, it's great. I can see it on Instagram right now. Uh, yep. Kilson, um, I, I want to ask you like your goals, but you know you're top of Europe at the moment. It's it's difficult, I think, to 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 keep up with Americans in terms of you know how their points work in parallel with Europe, but any goals specifically, or was it just keep keep doing well? I know you had a hard game versus Wenger, but uh, it wasn't really a hard game. I just, you know, couldn't get into the serious into my serious mind. To be fair, like okay. I I took the game overall too too lightly because yeah, it, it felt very different. You know, being just on a broadcast uh, made me feel very uncomfortable, or not really uncomfortable, but you know less serious business just uh that's that's how it felt like for me and uh yeah comes down to to the scores i jumped three times off the map <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even see the game so yeah that sounds hilarious. yeah 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 uh, just just because my mood was like that you know okay. so uh yeah um but yeah i mean my my, my goal absolutely is uh to keep the one uh for eu leaderboards mm -hmm. and you know keep second in world rankings I could, you know, can't be any any other goal from my POV, I guess. Yeah, fair play, fair play. Um, and uh, I, I guess we, Avic, you touched on it a little lightly earlier. Um, the end of this year that was announced of Quake Pro League is uh, is soon coming to an end. 
hypothetically, if we've got a second year of content and who knows, you know, what shape, like what, what do you want to see? What changes from year one? To the year two, would you like to see? Uh, Avek, why don't you start us off? Well, can we start off with Kilson maybe? I need okay, to, I need okay, to just find, find my Kilson, do, do you want to think, or do you want me to talk about it so you can both have <laughs> a you, you can start and then we can like agree. Uh, or, okay, or, or so agree. I really, really, really want to see some format changes. Um, and I, I almost think that maybe a slight break, like bring it down into three stages rather than four, but fleshing out the, each of those stages just like by a week or two longer. I think that could be strong, but I'd really like to see mirror matchups allowed. Um, I would like to see uh, point resets every stage. Um, and I would like to see that, you know, 2-1 is, or 2-0, that's a win. 3-0, to me, that's, it's just extra work for the casters and not much extra sustenance for the viewers. I think three zeros are all right to to have implemented, but I think the double points is just a little too much because you know you can you can just have a little easier matches because of style clutch whatever, and it would be would be unfair in, in comparison to other players who also put the same amount of work into into their matchups but only winning to one because the style just doesn't suit him that well. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I think, you know, format change, I think that's in included somehow into that. Um, so I'm totally with you there. Uh, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe another map. We have another map being tested right now at the moment on PTS. So uh, yeah, I hope uh, it's not going to remove uh, the wrong map. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe, maybe have it just as an addition. Uh, you know, a question after. Yeah, I'll touch on that in a moment. Actually, that okay, okay. Like <laughs> Carry yeah. On, on. yeah, that's that's all I got. Okay, Avec. Well, and uh, looking uh, a year ago, they started with QuakeCon, which was in in August, from what I remember. And then next month, they they there was one month break, and then we started the whole league thing, mm -hmm. right? So. What I hope they're gonna do, like if we're still like fighting uh, with, with the COVID uh, infection, I think uh, virus, uh, they should like uh, after this stage, if they want to take month break, they should do everything online in the beginning, and then they should try to move a first stage of like finals as far in the time as they can, as soon as they can do it like online. That would be great, right? Uh, what I also thought, like uh, league system is cool, but. Um, I think what will be great, like maybe we can change it to like little tournaments, right? So instead of having matches like uh, every like weekend, we can have like little tournament every one month, right? Or something like this. Mm. Maybe it's like bad because like uh, people get used to like Sundays and, and watching Quake and it's like more frequent, more often. But then you could split the prize money to, to lower pools and then do like like normal uh, proper tournament every every three or four weeks, for example. And then we also gonna see like uh, players on the grind all the time because everybody gonna care really much about this tournament. So three weeks is is not the time when you can lose yourself because like three months is like some, some people like uh, practice less, stream less or something like this, you know, and they're getting more loose. But every three weeks, you can't really like take even like five days off. 
yeah. you know you, you still need to uh, keep grinding and things like this so it might be interesting and 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 some viewers are really hyped for tournaments actually because it's a proper bracket you know and and, yeah. and you have many different opportunities and and the matches like every every sunday people already know up front what kind of matches there are and they are just like not interested as much in some matches as as others it's like normal right People want to watch only like matches which are interesting for them. And in tournament, you never know what's gonna happen. You need to show up and watch this tournament because maybe Kilson gonna lose, or maybe you got semis like Cooler uh, Razy, or you know any other crazy thing, right? Yeah. And uh, that's it. I really hope for another year of Quake because people were doubting the game, and and if they're gonna pull off the another year, I think people will be will be happy and they will understand that it's serious deal. And, yeah. and it's all good and if the the budget is same as this year then it's also perfect for players so we can keep playing and and make our living on it and and everyone is happy right yeah totally um no i, I think there's a lot a tremendous amount that has surely been learned from uh, this year you know my personal regret is that some changes haven't been made sooner but if it's an opportunity to make some big changes then you know Fingers crossed that everything falls into line for us and we'll hear some news at some point soon. Um, I want to touch on that question. You talked about a new map, Kielsen. If It doesn't matter what the map is coming into the pool. If a map has to leave the pool, what map do you Bale. guys get rid of? Vale. <laughs> Avec, what do you think? Well, I would also say Vale. Like, um, really? For like two years already, I would say Vale. Uh, right now, I really like Vale, and I think it's cool map. But from other point of view, if I need to uh, like remove one map, there is no other map I can remove because other run. maps. Get are rid real. of Blood Run. Blood Run is absolute garbage. Get rid of it. Oh, I, I Get rid of it. So. I don't think no. it's a garbage map. It's interesting map. It's it's definitely garbage. interesting for like uh, for low low tier players or medium tier players who are watching Quick Pro League and they want to play same maps as pros. They want to do same things as pros. You know, of course you're gonna get matchup where you mm. where you're gonna get wrecked basically because you're gonna get clutch or like scale. You're gonna get fragged, uh, two frags down, and and you can't catch this guy. You know. Yeah, Shout out I'm... to Kilsen against against Cypher on the team. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Two frags and see you later, amigo. Never, never gonna see me again. But, but you know, but this is the way it is. You know, P players understood it already, and they they understand that. But that's what that I don't like. I, okay, I'm super biased though. If because anyone, I've, I've if anyone wanna videos. watch something funny, they should also watch uh, like Nosfa uh, playing ZTN on Quake on against Avenger. Uh, Wenger, uh, like, and he was leading 1-0, and he kept this lead. And you know what is the funny thing? Uh, I spoke, uh, I spoke with uh, Nosfa before the match, and I asked how he feels, and he said, "Yeah, well, it will be good because it's like a main stage. I would really like to like win Wenger because he's like bigger player, I'm newcomer, and things like this. But I don't care, man. If I'm gonna lose, I'm lose." And he said, "I yolo pick. It's just yolo, man. I just pick scale bearer. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna frag him once, and I." GTFO from him for 10 minutes. I'm like, man, you are crazy. It's impossible. He's gonna catch you. No, no, I'm gonna make one frack and I'm gonna run 10 minutes. I don't care, man. 
So that was pretty funny because this is exactly what happened later. And we were like, oh my God, this guy is crazy. And Nosfa is in general, shout out to him. He's a crazy guy. He also like, he's doing crazy things. We were practicing with him before QuakeCon. And he could, you know, on Awoken, he was chasing you. And he was like, uh, on Doom, he was like using his ultimate because he only wanted to frag you. He knew that he gonna jump over the lava, uh, over the outside of the map to catch you on the window. And only to do that, he was, uh, he was, uh, he was ready to sacrifice himself to kill you and then jump out of the map so it's like it's like he's a Br brazilian prime you know he wants to kill you no matter what and he wants to do crazy things he was jumping out of the maps many times so if you're gonna watch clips from quake on 2019 you definitely need to check out nosfa because he was doing crazy crazy fair, enough. <laughs> fair, fair enough fair enough uh, yeah, but, but, but uh, to be fair i need to need to add that there uh, like blood run it it's a map which takes a lot of brain cells when you down one frag, two frags, three frags. It's it's like a lot of work and sometimes really frustrating, um, depending on the matchup also, which can be, you know, two times frustrating uh, when your opponent, for example, has a more, you know, dynamic uh, champion like Doom having his double jump. Um, slash Skybearer, you know, being quicker uh, when they want to. Um, but there are so many, so many options you have. So really, you really got to take that into, you know, already the the, the map and champion V2. Uh, yeah. Like have, have the right idea which champion is capable of what. And um, then, you know, kind of prepare yourself. If you still find yourself down to, by two frags, you know, you gotta gotta put a lot of work and be super strong. Try not to rage at all. Really stay calm and and you know try to to uh, yeah try to create the right idea to catch your opponent. And you know that's what we have the abilities for. And I think Blood Run combines you know the full. The full strong mental game of Quake Champions with the abilities, with the different movement system and the different stacks. That's totally fair enough, but I'm yeah. still going to disagree with you because I'm look, biased. Look, if, 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 if you're arguing, if you're arguing that the main reason you want to uh, blood run off from the map pool is that you, when you when you make a frag, you can't catch up on your opponent, right? That's not, that's but, not my well, argument, yeah, though. Let's let's be honest. Uh, pro players know this, but you can do exactly yeah. exactly the same thing on molten. If you got faster champion, yeah. If you're not gonna like uh, really uh, fuck up things you're going to be able to run away from your opponent because you have few spots where you can basically hear your opponent all the time. You can sit on the Mega Health Green and you can know where your opponent go, what time he took heavy, if he went jump pad, if he went another jump pad to LG, if he mm -hmm. went to rail and things like this. You're going to hear him coming to LG. It's like, you know, you can do exactly the same thing. It's a little bit harder than ZTN because it's a bit bigger map, but still yeah. it's like it's same same way of playing. You know, you can do exactly so, the same so thing. For for me, part of it is also you know get rid of blood run and then get rid of camp. Um, Molten blood because blood it's same. No, it's I just want to get I want to get rid of the get rid of TM6. No I want to get rid. I want to get rid of like the older maps as well because I oh, yeah, blood covenant doesn't upset me as much as blood run. But blood run, I just I just find I have this toxic hatred that's been born out of me since about 2012 for this map for these bloody ZTN no-lifers who just play this map and are only good at it and will grind against you. And every time they see it, they're going to vote it. And it makes me hate everybody and myself. You mean but, CIS you know, community, right? 
I, it's not just the CIS community. It's so many people. <laughs> and um, yeah, sorry. That's my, you know what? I'm going to move things on because we're about you to... You know, I want to, I want to hear stuff. something controversial for, from you, at least. I, I've got nothing controversial to say. I thought that saying I hate Blood Run was a normal thing to say, but apparently <laughs> you guys are weird, so... Um, anyway, well, I'm gonna, had, I'm gonna... well, to be honest, we had a voting like in QPL, like uh, meetings, because mm -hmm. we had uh, we have meetings with with uh, managers and uh, and with people who run the QPL. They always asking our like uh, thoughts about what should be changed. So we also like we are the part of the team who is like changing something in the game, right? We had a voting for that, and and as you can see in the big in the very beginning, I think Americans suggested to the to remove the map from the map pool, but the Europeans. Yeah, but Europeans didn't agree for that, so we—that's wow. why we are still playing uh, ZTN. And I then, and like then, North Americans then, so much more. And then, <laughs> right, right after that meeting, when we we didn't agree to remove the map, I played base. He played clutch on ZTN, and I played BDJ, and I couldn't catch him. <laughs> but you know, I sacrificed for the good of the of the map of the of the old school map. I hate you. Uh, I'm going to move things on, guys, because we're, we're using so much time talking about this. I want to finish off a few Quake bits, and uh, we're going to move. Eventually, we're going to get some questions as well from people in the uh, chat. Um, I, I want to quickly just touch on um, org representation within the Quake Pro League. I can obviously see, because Kelson is nicely dressed up, that he's rep you know he's representing big here. <laughs> I can't really tell from Avic, but because he's okay. on here with Endpoint, I'm just assuming that Endpoint are his org. Sure. Of course, but it's but it's <laughs> it's it's thirty thirty two degrees, man. I'm I'm sitting here and I'm melting I'm basically. This <laughs> well, window is open totally, that. but I'm still I'm still sweating and things like this. I'll and you know sports and you know sports t-shirt they they looking beautiful, but you can't really breathe, you know, properly. So. That's why I'm I'm in this. I'm not showing I'm off my I'm not I'm not you. because people are gonna assume that I'm showing off my muscle and things like this, right? I wasn't to the gym for last three or four months, so it's like uh, you're shy. It's not, yeah, I'm shy and and it's totally <laughs> about the weather, you know. I I'm but what I really like what I really like about uh, I really dig the 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 hats uh, from uh, Endpoint. We got the merch with the uh, Game Over hats. You can see those photos on Instagram, and. By the way, uh, feel free, guys, to follow us on Instagram, me and Kilsen. Maybe we can get somewhere the the, the, <laughs> the links to our Instagrams on our social media because this is also like building building like the community, building the quake, and you can also see some like nice things from our private lives, especially on Instagram, right? And many many quake community fans don't know that we run in social media, for example. So we got great merch with uh, game over hats and i was even thinking about uh, maybe doing some small giveaway with with my and kilson t-shirts because it would be nice okay i guess well, people would like to well, have our, our shirts i i wholeheartedly agree but i'm gonna hurry i'm gonna hurry us up i wanted to talk about you know what's the difference make maker with having an org representing you does it enhance your performance does it what advantage do you think you have if there is one over some people in the Quake Pro League who maybe don't have an organization that they're representing. Uh, Avec hasn't shut up in ages, so I'm going to ask Kilson first. <laughs> I mean, uh, it kind of strengthens your your back. Let's let's say like you have you have always even if you if you fail. I mean, beside of defense, uh, a player has um, to you know to have backup from and to to ask questions what do you think could have went wrong because you might have a little more you know like a more intensive relation relationship to them 
and you have uh, two guys from the outside and uh, yeah just you know if necessary you have someone someone to talk uh, for sure and uh, yeah i mean helping with some uh, sponsored stuff also you don't need to worry about or think about um you know helping with whatever gear is missing they added and you don't have to deal with that so those are those are small things uh someone without a brand and work behind um needs always to keep keep in mind you know if if my keyboard uh, gets broke now then i have to to order a new one i need to pay it and you know it needs to be here in time and all these kind of things and with an org you most likely uh, most of the times have something in the back you just ask and two days later it's already arriving at home and uh, yeah that's that's like a pretty solid way of uh, you know having a base mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. anything to add on that yeah what kilson said i uh, i totally agree from uh what i can also add is like um uh Organization also gives you recognition, you know, like organization also making sure that you appear in the media. Uh, you can you can see right now, you know, the, the organizer of this podcast, uh, which you can guys listen, is like uh, my organization. And thanks to Pete and Team Endpoint, you can hear all these like uh, little stories about Quake. So, you know, organization taking care of you as a player, uh, how, how you show up in media. They also care that you grow as a player, you grow in social media. Let's be honest, it's like very important nowadays. You, you need to be, uh, people need to recognize you. People need to hear about you constantly, uh, you know, plus you're getting... Uh, financial help plus you you can uh, you have people it's it's if you have nice work it's uh, people will make sure that you feel comfortable as Skilson said even if you're failing and you're losing uh, from from good work you're getting help and and you're getting understanding and and it's very important that they not letting you down because let's be honest perfect is not uh, word is not perfect there is many many orcs out there even like bigger orcs and things like this where players are getting pressure because it's like business because like uh, orcs are chasing for results and they're chasing mm. for numbers for social media numbers so many young players are getting like uh, getting anxiety from it and 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 they need the breaks from esports mm-hmm. so if you if you get a good org uh, and and you got good management and people take care of you then it's only rising you if you're getting bad org it's it's bring you down you know and and it's no point for you to stick with such people and uh, i was lucky enough in in my life uh, that mo- mostly mostly not not always as i said word is not perfect mostly i had like big support from from my orcs but not always and well right now i can say like thank you thank you to to team endpoint for like organizing this and and taking care of me in social media i also want to take like uh, i also want to thank like uh, our social uh, media manager uh, the girl is doing like great job for us we got like best memes and and she's like <laughs> it's really into gaming she doesn't look she 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 didn't know what's quake before right and now she's like always making some fun even even if she catches that people like talking about my hair or uh, or uh, or how i looked this event or that she all, all the time she's straight away making some memes like you know if you seen like last meme there was like a johnny bravo with my face you know on twitter <laughs> that's great you know or like her like getting bigger and bigger on on pictures you know she's doing great job so thanks teammate point and for supporting me and and also especially that you know i had uh, hard hard times with my results lately 
and I never felt anything less than understanding and I never felt pressured. I never felt like, like someone is like mad at me. So this is big shout outs. And I think new players, young players, not only in Quake, but in Counter-Strike, in new, in other divisions, as we said, they can only grow with such work. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. I know Big yeah. is the same way because, cause, you know, I know Kilsen and I know guys from Big, so they're also great guys for him. So so shout outs to them too. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I, I know just know some of the guys since 14, 15 years already yeah. and, you know, met them and, at so many events and, you know, getting getting there together uh, is, you know, it's it's just a really good uh, climate in, in there, you know. Uh, we always understand each other and uh, always respected each other and i think those are two big things uh, that's necessary to have a have a good home you know like respect each other and uh, yeah yeah of course it's even if you go back to 2v2 times like big was the the organization which sent me and Kilson to quakeon and they made sure that we had everything possible we had like long boot camp in the us which is very expensive and things like this you know and there was never like any misunderstanding we got everything from them uh, big financial help uh, you know uh, it wasn't like exclusive events so there was like flights, which which were also expensive. You know, Hilton Gaylord is like the most expensive hotel in the world, and and things like this. One of the most expensive. So so yeah. So I can I get a little bit experience and and shout outs to them. Yeah, totally, guys. I'm going to um to move on now. I've got a few that I'd like to dive through fairly quickly, and it maybe we're starting to get to the point where people can start thinking about the questions they want to ask in chat. Um, but do hold, you know, don't say it now and don't say it again late, later because I'm, you know, we might miss it at the moment. But just start, start thinking away. Um, you guys have played some two v two as well together. You got a bit of experience. You touched as well on uh, on that earlier, I believe. Um, what do you think about the two v two with each other? Your experiences together? Do you want to repeat it? Um, I don't know. I whoever talks first. Uh, I, I would repeat that, absolutely. Like, um, we've only been in the beginning of, you know, shaping shaping up together, like growing together. And with a bit more time, one or two months, let's say, like other, te other teams had uh, in, in front of us, uh, I think we could have could have pulled off some, some miracle for sure. Um, so I would repeat that any, any time again and was hella fun. Uh, also, you know, just having uh, Avek as my roommate was was really fun. <laughs> Back then, I was still like a guy always wearing jeans, <laughs> and Avek okay. Avek teach me to to wear sweatpants. So since then, <laughs> on every event, I've been wearing sweatpants when I have to play. <laughs> so yeah. Especially, especially in Dallas, it's hot weather. You are not boiling your balls in jeans. You know, you got loose sweatpants. It's always comfortable. Well, Kilsen is also also very fashionable guy. So it's not only one pair of jeans he had. He had like dozens of them, and he changed. And he asked me, opinion. <laughs> I said, maybe today you need to go with the dark, and next day with the bright one. You know, because it matches your like uh, your like black shirt. So it was fun. It was definitely fun. And it's the this is the only guy who's like constantly joking, like he's constantly joking and you don't expect it in the beginning because he's like i'm sleeping you know he was waking up like at 6 a.m or something 
is maybe getting old or something, I thought. And I was sleeping like <laughs> 10 or 11. I was like, man, I want to sleep. He went for a cigarette for like uh, outside walk. And then he was going back and I'm still sleeping watching TV. And he's like, Avek, Avek, come here. I'm like, what? Look in the mirror. I'm like, what? Do you see this handsome guy? I'm like, man, <laughs> man what the hell? I want to sleep. Please stop jobs. <laughs> but it was fun. And his positive energy, I think, helped us a lot. <laughs> and we basically made it almost to the finals. We were in semis against uh, Tox and Claws. We, we lost by one frag or something like this on the fifth map. So the results were great. And I think we could improve even more. Fair play. Fair play. So if um, they br if they bring back again to V2, it's it will be also like a cool thing, you know. And I think some some viewers were enjoying to V2. It's it's also it's also fun. Yeah, for there, was, there was a spark, because for yeah. before sometimes can be too hectic in Quake, and people Agreed. might have hard time understanding. But to V2 is pretty easy to follow. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and you guys have been touching on it already. You guys been you guys have been going to events with each other now for well, actually, when was the first event? It must be 12, 13, 14 years. Or maybe it's more. I don't know. How long have you guys been? When was the first? What was your first event that you met each other? My 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 what? first my first event was two thousand four. Avec wasn't existent at that point, <laughs> but I think he was like two thousand five. I think has been the first event, maybe. Uh, I started to play Quick 4 like competitively. I mean, I played Quick 3 and I won like many events in Quick 3 before, like LAN events, but small events in like our uh, part of Europe in in East. Uh, but then I basically, as I said before, like you got players who rise fast and people who like grinding. I became really good, really fast, and I basically started to play 2006 Quake Quick 4. I won a couple of events with uh, Forever with other good guys, and then 2007 I already. No, even before that, I won WSVG against Tox in 2006 or something like this. Or, yeah. Or and we met first time. 2006 or seven, something, something so, like that. Yeah. 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 Mm. I, I, I'm sure that I, I saw him uh, one of the first times, not the first time, on ESWC Athens in 2008 or something like this, because I remember he was like hanging out with another Polish player. But before that, I think we we've seen each other somewhere for sure on some events. Mm. Um, I've had some hilarious moments um, with you guys, but it's not about me. What's um, what's I'm just thinking of the banana boat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a picture somewhere. Um, any any memorable moments of you guys? You've you've already touched on one with the uh, with the, the the mirror at six in the morning. Well, the guys... whole Quake on was great. You know, we are yeah. we spent uh... there like two weeks or something like this. So it's it was good to go into the cafe. Like as soon as we arrived to Java, right? There was other players bootcamping like Maestro with Sparty. And if you if you guys don't know, Sparty is this kind of player who is like. I don't know if there is some problem with his like listening or something like this, but he's always speaking so loud, like he doesn't hear himself. So, <laughs> so you know, we, they were playing on the fourth level, level like uh, upstairs, and we are arriving. As soon as I open the door on the like uh, uh, bottom uh, floor, I already hear party like Mega Twenty Seven, Twenty Eight, <laughs> or something like this. You know, and another funny like uh, little thing is we are sitting like and eating like every day we were eating burgers with with mm. uh, with uh, Kilson. Every day we were eating burger and one beer for better sleep. Right, one time we were like eating with party and someone else. And um, and I asked Sparty, why why are you talking so? Uh, we were talking about Sparty talking so loud, <laughs> and I said and and I said to Sparty because you are deaf, 
and Sparty is like, what? <laughs> and everybody laughed because he like basically agreed that he's deaf. I was like, but Sparty, you are you are just deaf. And he's like, what? <laughs> yeah. You really didn't hear me. At that that time. moment was like perfect. Also, like after party, for example, after party, I'm I, I came to the to USA. Uh, I'm always forgetting something when I'm going, you know, I forget some cosmetics or something like this. So all this trip, I was using something from Kilsen, you know, something to her from Kilsen, uh, on my underarm from Kilsen. Then I'm coming downstairs. I use like Kilsen Hugo Boss uh, fragrances. <laughs> and then I'm sitting next to him and he's like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you use my fragrances. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, man. I just need to refresh myself. So you see, you are wearing like Hugo Boss hat, and uh, and you're re wearing like Hugo Boss fragrances. Perfect. It's Hugo Boss is the best. <laughs> um, any anything that sticks out in your mind, Kilson? Or I mean, there's there's so many silly things. No, that, like, those happen. those are already been pretty good actually. Like, uh, yeah, also you know, like uh, the winning moment. Um, I'm not sure which which team it was before we uh, went into the semifinals. It Do you remember? Maestro, yeah, Silent Surprise. And they uh, were big favorites before that tournament. Yeah, yeah. And when we overca overcame them, that moment also was, you know, it's quite a good memory. Like, yeah, uh, yeah making this this one step, uh, beating one of the favorites, kind of kind of out of nowhere, you know, where we started. And yeah, that was also very, very... There is specific. even photos flying around where we're hugging and then there is big heart around us. And <laughs> yeah. <also> <laughs> remakes of this of those photos it's great yeah it's great awesome um guys i'm gonna ask one one more question chat and then uh for your questions i'm just gonna talk quickly about um diabolical um that i think they did they announce the prize money i think there's there's a modest a decent amount of prize money that I've, they've got for NA. i've seen some stream from uh, james and i also saw him tweeting later on because first he 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 announced like 100k for diabolical to that was like the community community, yeah. and then he said that he get another 100k and it's it's all gonna be uh for for this year only and since we mm. are already in the middle or end of the year 200k for like few months it's it's or like three four months it's pretty pretty big i think for a new game for yeah. so what are um what are your thoughts on it all well, it looks like they're gonna go down a sort of 3v3 style of route incorporating a couple of different game modes uh Kilson, start with you what you know what are your thoughts on this i mean uh yeah i, I didn't didn't like like the duel uh of of diabotical to be fair but it only came down to the maps like the maps has been built a little too tight overall i feel like giving you not enough options uh to make use of and that's actually been my only issue like the game has been running well uh, i also love the wipe out mode like how it's been built up when you frag someone he's like not totally out of the game there's a respawn timer which increases mm. every single kill uh for the for the teams and uh, i really enjoyed that a lot and yeah mm. I mean, you know i really really excited what they have up their sleeves pretty much yeah um i i know that you guys have got like commitments and stuff mm. i don't know the full full details but is competing in team modes in diabolical something you'd consider kilson yeah sure sure why not if you know if it gives me gives me the platform i want to have then yeah absolutely okay Avec, um, what are well, your thoughts? 
if three v three is a case, because um, in the beginning I heard James said that he wants to focus on team modes, so it's three v three. I don't know if he changed his mind uh, lately, if it's gonna be one v one as well. But if it's three v three, it's also great. We can we can team up with Kilsen and Cipher, but then we have we really need to have like big, big, big space in Diabetical for our organization name, because it's gonna be big endpoint Navi. If you if you want to mix like three guys, uh, but yeah, three v three will be will be great, and and I will definitely play that, and we are allowed to play it, and everything's cool. Awesome, awesome, right? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna get on some questions. Uh, someone wants you to play a tune on the guitar. You don't have to. Um, no, no, I I can't actually. Like like I can I can make tones. Yes, you know it has like uh, six sides. <laughs> but <that's it. laughs> Fair it's fake, fake guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a question from Stellagio about uh, how has Rail changed in Quake over the years? And we know that like damage values and stuff have changed, but the importance of how you use it is that some, you know, what's what's your thoughts on that? Actually, mm. question for both of you, but because it said Rail, I was like, well, Kilson, he's the best guy to answer this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we went through quite a couple of changes uh, with the Raygun. And but while Raygun has been adjusted, also other weapons have been adjusted. So in the end, it it made some sense uh, to to balance it all the way because otherwise it would have been too strong, for example. And uh, yeah, I think so far we've always been on the right track when it came down to uh, yeah rail adjustment in, in in this question, but also with other weapon balance changes. Um, you know, they over over the history, Quake Three, Quake Live, um, it it felt balanced to be fair. Mm-hmm. Bye bye. Any other thoughts on rail, Avec? Or same. Or it's uh, it's really hard to make like rail unbalanced. It's like really easy to make shaft unbalanced because like you add like uh, damage too. To the shaft and it's already overpowered a lot or if you make bigger hitboxes or things like this with rail you really need to like uh, do things wrong to make it unbalanced like uh, it's it's it, it needs little tweaks to make it balanced you, you obviously cannot hit one rail and kill the guy straight away or you cannot keep hitting eight rails and and cannot and won't be able to kill the guy so mm. i think over the all years like rail was like okay it was always balanced nobody i i never seen anyone complaining about rail that speaks for itself right because many people uh, whine about rockets or like the splash is too big or you uh, it bounces back too much uh, shaft uh, has too much damage or it pushes you away too hard you know it's harder to balance those those weapons than rail because it's like uh, you point and you click and the only thing which matter is damage how much you make and if you miss you find yourself in big troubles yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, OPM has asked, do these guys think we'll win QPL this season and why? Well, I think they're going to go for themselves, right? But um, uh, is there something you want to address of that? I mean, like, you know, like we said, uh, I think the first question, right? Uh, Or or second, third, like, what's the goal of now until before the stage finals? And, you know, I want to keep the top of Europe. That's you know that's just just my goal, and even if it comes down to the to the stage finals, uh, I wanna wanna make sure to uh, you know to build the top of Europe, and if that leads me uh, also to the to the stage four finals win, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, you know, maybe a good way to put it for like for for any of us is who are the big threats that you guys consider too. I don't know, Avic, 
thoughts on any of that? Well, as I said before, like you see, it's changing every time. One time Cooler won event, then he was out from the tournaments after two matches. So I think in the end of the day, everyone is a threat, you know, because you don't know if somebody gonna play like really good. Same with Cypher, he became second, right? And in the mm -hmm. beginning, he was struggling, he was losing and, and things like this. So every every player is like very, very dangerous. He can, Every player can win at some point, you know? So it's like, I think this is, that's what I said in the beginning. You need to play perfect from the beginning till the very end, no matter what is who's your opponent. Yeah. Same yeah. with Ray. He was doing yeah. really, really good. Last stage, he 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 ran short a bit. He he played a bit worse, but you know it's changing all the time. And if I'm you do mistake, you're losing. I, I I think Ray threw really hard versus Cipher on Blood Run. Um, the last two minutes of his gameplay didn't make any kind of sense from a sort of if you look at the sort of fundamentally how you play it. Razy yeah. likes to push the the sort of boat out a little bit and do his own thing, but I think he went a bit crazy then. But, uh, you know, maybe another guest for another time. We can ask him about it. Um, uh, there was a, another, yeah, this is one from uh, Hadi1234. Uh, Kelson, what do, you, what do you think Cypher did wrong in the stage three grand finals? Uh, was it the champion picks or anything else? Uh, no, champion picks were, were all right, actually. I mean, the only only mistake by champion pick I can, I can see is blood run but still he made it like a comfortable pick for him so it wasn't as bad as you know the result in the end looked like mm -hmm. um i i mean it's it's really hard hard to address uh i i think shit i just in the beginning i had the right start but now i forgot about it <laughs> like what did he do wrong I mean, he, I, I'll just say he didn't adjust enough to to the way I played. I played him. Yeah, I think that's that's the best. Uh, the I best think thing. if we talk about Bloodrun and that game, because I watched it like uh, properly, uh, he had the chances because Kilsen actually took few risks, which didn't pay off, and he got killed. He could easily run away from Cypher, but he actually get fragged. But then Cypher didn't follow up. You know, he, he was too aggressive. He he didn't make a frag when he didn't have uh, he didn't have a bull rush and mm. things like this. So it was a lot of like uh, little mistakes with execution for yeah. Cypher. Yeah, yeah that, I, I think adjusted. That's that's the right word for, you know, for the overall situation there. Um, hair color, if you win quick or the stage four finals, Kelson from uh, Synthesis, or are you going to put a poll on your Twitter to find out what color you'll dye your hair? <laughs> no, I'm not going to. It was already blue, cool, so yeah, now yeah. to do something different. Nah, you, you do it once, and you know, I, <laughs> I, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do it twice. But you know, in in that case, if you know the idea really, really is gonna grow in my mind, then you know we might do some some pride yeah. or you know. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Totally. Just go for like really, really light, uh, light, like really, really hard, like white or something like this. It will fit you. No, it, it will. It, it, it will be white soon enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> it, it will be gray soon enough. Uh, there's a question here from. Um, Flowey seventy one. Um, that's to Avec. I, I I don't know if I fully understand it. Um, but uh, you teased us a little streaming s setting up your stream with Phase Avec in action. Do you, when? Do you understand? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think he's talking about the 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 time when I was like trying out stream and I streamed for like a few hours. He's okay. asking if I'm gonna stream more, right? Yeah, as I Sounds said like in it. the beginning, I really need to get my uh my stuff together with PC and with my internet because it's pretty pretty hard. Uh, 
at the moment. You know, stream is eating a lot of your FPS. I don't know how Kilsen feels about it, but it's like uh, day and night different. Uh, it's really hard to set up something for Quake. So if I buy a new PC, I'm going to leave this one only for streaming, for example, and then I can stream some. Because uh, I know people like to watch streams of every player. And if I'm going to put camera and talk with people, I also like to interact with people, you know? So my streams will be quite a bit different. I wouldn't go like exactly like uh, Rafa style, for example, where he only play and he doesn't talk. Cooler like uh, Kilsen, for example, talks a little bit and plays. And uh, I would also like to interact with people, but then if you're interacting too much with the chat, you need to get used to it because then you end up getting wrecked in a, in a duel. Actually, Changes your right? focus. Yeah. If you're talking with people, you cannot you cannot focus on the game. And Floy, by the way, I think he's a Polish guy, if I'm not mistaken. He's a pretty good dueler as well. Uh, it's annoying because yep. he's uh, better than me now. So yeah, it's very upsetting. Um, uh, James Khan asking, uh, what's your practice uh, like uh, every week, uh, Avec? I'm, I'm guessing it sort of changes depending how close the stage finals are but um can you uh share I, I really that? like to play like against medium skill players uh from time to time i don't really focus on playing against high high skill players i only switch to that kind of regime like just before tournaments like two three weeks then i'm trying to set up some like screams with uh with quill skills and we put some like uh, days before this uh, final stage and it helped me a lot because uh, he I, I think he played like one matchup uh, with me, which helped me help me uh, win some matches, and it helped me against Tox as well. Like I was practicing like uh, against Anarchy, against Kilsen, and I get good like uh, knowledge about what to do against that specific matchup. So what I uh, what I really want to achieve in my game is always like mechanical skills first. So playing a lot of DMs, mm -hmm. like that's why I think team modes are helping because after you playing team modes, you 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 fighting so much and so often you have timings in your head. So everything is like uh, speed up by two. So you need to think like twice faster. You need to hit twice better and things like this. So I, what I also really like to do is just to to ask Ron and we ask another two top players and we play some 2v2s. Um, before he used to stream that. Nowadays he's he's not streaming that much. So, but we also agree with Sparty and Baxter to play some 2v2 and with and with Chrome. So in nice. next few days, actually. So next few days we got some screams and, and we're gonna we're gonna take care of our mechanical skills. And then yeah. when the event is coming, I, I need like serious games to like then 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 it's only for your head. You need to be like calm, patient, you need to get into like a, a tournament rhythm. You can't you can't, you know, fuck around if yeah. I'm gonna say this bad word. <laughs> well, that's fair <laughs> enough. Question from Zerkron the Master. Who do you think has the potential outside of the top 10 to climb up in the QPL? And I, I saw there that he clarified that that's the people from 11th to 20th getting into the top 10. So, where do you want Dramas, Tark, Savek, Yusuf Nosfer, Dewey, Sparty, Genix, CNZ, Zeniku, Effortless? Any of the, you know, who is progressing the fastest? Well, with this kind of points, you can't already do anything, right? You need to wait for the other season, and then they they uh, fixing the points because the the really the really uh, biggest issue with this is that Europe is separated to 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 uh, NA, and you have some easier matchups and harder matchups, you know. So this is kind of kind of tricky situation with points. That the same way why Kilsen won't ever ever catch up on Rafa, even if he won two final stages. He will just not do it because the difference is too high. Because uh, like Rafa is playing in American region. 
Um, I got another one from James Carr here. Three players in Quake Pro League who you're all closest to. Now, I understand that because all the players have known each other for ages, it could easily be a case of you pick three, but actually you're close to so many of them. Um, I, I guess, you know, who, who do you guys feel you're closest to in, in all of Quake Pro League? Uh, closest to, I mean, different ways of closest to. Like, when it comes just down to skill-wise, I think uh, even Avek is pretty close to, to me when he's, like, feeling really, really comfortable and fully understands what's going on in-game. He's always been one of the most dangerous opponents for me uh, to play against in, in every single tournament we, we met in Quake Champions. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Rafa, of course, uh, in, in, in that sentence. Um, and then Razy because of the style clutch a little bit we have we have going on. Um, but when it comes down to just the style, I think you know the closest to me is is Venger pretty much. But this comes down, I teach him a lot of things he's doing these days. So uh, yeah, luckily I didn't teach him too much. Otherwise, <laughs> he you know would be would be a little higher. <laughs> Yeah, five points. You meant skill-wise or uh, hanging no, out? No, I don't. Like... I don't know. It's fully open to yeah. interpretation. So you know, however yeah. you want to interpret. And it. I agree with Gilson. I think every every single player is different. So as soon as you play like Cipher, you you basically know what he's capable of and how he's gonna play. Rezi gonna play totally different. So you need to be ready for that. There is some style clashes, and sometimes you feel like more comfortable with one than the other. But every every single player is strong. But he's doing like different kind of stuff, which you need to be ready for, right? So the, the game, even though like Kilsen and Rafa are gonna be, for example, hardest opponents, they're gonna play totally different, you know? So maybe you have ch chance against one, but you're gonna lose against other one, even if they are on same level, or like, for example, you win in the guy who's actually like player A beating player B and B player uh, beating C, right? It's like Quake is like specific kind of game. I, I've got some clarity from James. He's meant to like best friend as well. So although that was very, very, very interesting to hear. Okay, like, okay. <laughs> best, like best, best, like I'll, I don't know. I would guess for Avex, someone like Cypher, but I prefer that you got. I mean, well, if it's three people, if he said three people, right? Yeah. Or something like this. Yeah, uh, as many I, as you want to win. Yeah. You better say my name now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to start with you. That's we we got really good vibe with Kilsen because of this 2v2 and because of trip together, you know, because like we could like travel and get to know each other like uh, much better. And I really, I really enjoyed his, uh, how he is as a human being. I really, what I, what he's inspiring me in life, because I always try to like uh, get some good things from people, you know, I always try to gain from people something. I always see in guy something which is like driving me like, uh, or is motivating me. From Kilsen, the, the thing which I admire and I want to change in myself is like his positivity. He's always positive. And I think this, this which, what is what is open opening up many doors for him in life i think being positive is very good and this is what i really admire and i would like to have like totally uh same as him in my life another guy is cypher wow. basically i know this guy from like uh, since i'm 14 you know uh we we met as very young guys we were same age basically he's only one year older than me so we we always had this good vibe and we 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 rise really fast in games so 
so we had a lot of things in common. He's from Belarus, I'm from Poland. It's like the same mentality, so we always hang out. So he's my best friend. We also meeting like in personal life. He was visiting me at my home many times and we were going for vacations to the sea and, and you know, hanging out in real life. So um, another guy, like uh, I know Cooler for a lot of time. We had good and bad uh, relations. So we had a lot of good also. Like we had many, many good stories and I also respect him as a man. I think he, he his dedication, hard work, hard work, and how he sees the life, I think, is very mature. And how what he thinks, the way he thinks, is very interesting. I think he's he's thinking deep about the life, and and this is what I also admire about him. Chron, uh, I also hang out with him a lot lately since Quick Champions came out. I think he's a funny guy. He's also positive, and it's good to to like uh, spend time with him. We also met many times in real life. We had some parties. We we hang out. So those those four guys and. Of course, of course, Shane as well. I, I'm gonna like, you know, I, I point out five guys, but I'm already like knowing them for 15, 15 years or, well, or something exactly. like this. I boot camp a lot of times in SK gaming office or a mouse sports office with, with Cooler and with uh, with Shane. So we know each other for much time. But this, th those five guys are, are guys which I'm, which I feel like some vibe and friendship and relationship, so. It makes sense because you've known each everyone's known each other in the scene for so long, or at least a lot of you know a lot of the players have. Um, Kelson, uh, any any uh, to add? Because actually, an interesting thing to add to this is because Avex's been so much more of a team player, like a team game player, should I say, and you've been more of a dual player. I wonder if that's got like differences to how you build relationships with players in the scene. But maybe I'm just on a, a stupid tangent. So um, uh, yeah. ab ab absolutely not. I mean, the only the only difference uh, I see there is is like cooler. But I think that comes more down to a language barrier, to be fair, um, to really being able to explain ourselves the right way to each other. And I think that's kind of created with time a gap in between uh, Anton and me. I mean, we do respect each other. Um, you know, we we go for uh, or we did went for for dinners together uh, at at Quakons and everything, uh, hang out a bit together. But there's still you know like like a gap between us and uh yeah but i think only comes down to language um but a part of that you know like like Ron is a super super nice guy cypher avec um yeah you know it, it's it's like most of the quake players they're only like a small characteristic characteristic uh things that maybe uh create a slight gap uh between you know between a friendship and and a respectful a respectful way of of handling each other yeah as as skillson said about cooler is also like a um, language barrier that that's why many people maybe don't understand him deeply as like his personality uh, what for example i value the most about him is and his personality is like uh, he's the kind of guy who is always honest with you he will always tell you the truth he is uh, He's never gonna do anything behind your back, which uh, I already had experienced many times. That he's always like upfront to you. He will tell you what's wrong. He will tell you what's good. He will tell you what think. If you're gonna ask him some subject, he will never go around it, or like he will, he will never say things like publicly because he thinks that it's gonna be like taken by community as a good. You know, he will always say the truth and what what he really thinks. That's that's the biggest value well, in it, my opinion about him. 
Was it Kilson that went up to Jahar and just patted his belly and says, less burgers or something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah not, he's very direct, you know. <laughs> um, there's a, we're actually taking so much time, so I'm only going to try and read out a few more questions. Um, so I know loads of you guys have been putting tons in. Uh, James, who's, who's a, here's a quick one. Who's got the best LG right now? It's a, it's a fun one. Um, Tox. Tox. Avec, what do you think? Uh, always. Uh, many people argue like who had the best LG if it was like close or if it was strengths, if it was Tox. For me, for the last 20 years, there was no one better than Tox. Okay. Let's let's be honest. He's like hitting the best. Uh, maybe some people are more flashy or something like this or strengths, for example. Basically, he himself created uh, like this LG thing around him because, you know, uh, many times in Quake, in Quake Life, how Strengths lost to Cypher, Cypher out LG him. It's simple yeah, as that. Yeah. Cypher LG I, was stronger than Strengths LG, but I, Strengths I, I was using he... only LG. That's why people started to talk about his LG. So he basically he himself created it. Mm. Uh, and I think Cypher is damn close to, to that level of, of talks and sometimes even able to overcome this. And I, I did feel it uh, and, and saw it on, on the stage finals. Mm. Serious claws, all these people are just running away now. Um, but no, it's it's fair enough. Tox has built up an absolute well, it's just our opinion, you know. From no, totally, pros totally. who see the game, if someone feels that he has the best LG, hands down, bro, you are the best, and don't take it like to yourself, right? But for me, Tox <laughs> has the best LG because he's playing on competitive level, actually, he's not playing like some FFAs or trying to get to the top, and and then he's actually, um actually doing good numbers, you know, because you, you also have some few people who just shoot LG and as soon as he doesn't see your opponent, you stop hitting, you know, because you want 50% LG. So you're playing only for stats. Tux doesn't do it. He just like hits like a truck in every situation, you know, mm -hmm. and some, some players just like hitting LG in easy situations, you know. I saw yeah. many times, I'm not going to point out names, but I see the guy like taking only easy Please. fight LG and then, and then switching to Rocket, even though he can't hit shit, but he's like <laughs> switching to Rocket because he knows that his percentage will go down because he's stuck to LG, right? Yeah. It's not the point. We, we, we're talking about pure aim and pure output damage in every single situation. Then Tox is like a monster. His tracking is just like unbelievable. I don't know mm -hmm. if you recognize guys. I also said that before that we would like to invite for the podcast uh, Tox and speak only about AIM for the whole time because it's like very interesting subject. I don't know if you realize uh, Kilsen, but Tox, he tracks even with Railgun because many people like uh, uh, they they hit Railgun with flicks or they try to like uh, go with uh, with the line it up. And, yeah. and line it up and Tox is actually like he's like actually tracking you with crosshair <laughs> yeah. on on like a Railgun. <laughs> It's incredible. It's it's only guy in the world I see he's tracking with his ray gun. And then as soon as he's reloaded, he's hitting. I, I think it's quite easy to explain, to be fair. Like his his key bindings are set up for a pure aim game. Mm. And you know, I but I think it also goes to a point that he this his setup, he's playing like uh, shooting uh, moving on 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 the mouse, uh, moving forward backward on the mouse. And shooting, shooting on alt or something like yeah. on yeah, like and control has yeah, like like he has he has like one hundred ten percent control of his mouse because he doesn't really uh, need need to move it uh, or click it hard to to make it to land a shot, so he can fully focus on on just you know li uh, 
go go with the tracking and everything because he has the bindings for that. But I think to a certain point, it also keeps his mind buzzard about what do I have to press next? So, you know, situation X is happening. Um, I think it's a little too much. Yeah, yeah. Well, I agree totally. I think it's about the mouse and the settings because if you look at other players, some people have shooting on mouse and then even jumping on mouse and then maybe they have some binds on scroll. So they have three multiple tasks uh, doing on the mouse and Tox is using it only for tracking and, and moving. That That's the, the biggest advantage. And he's yeah. just phenomenal aimer and that's it, I think. And, and I know that a lot of people are going to have conflicting views as to who's got the best LG and all that. But one thing to note for, for people listening is that this opinion comes from people who not just will play against Tox, you know, in a competition or on broadcast, but they're playing against Tox week in, week out. They practice with and against Tox. And I hear this throughout the European community. It's always, oh my God, I've got to deal with Tox again. Or... You know, as long as we can take care of Tox, everything's going to be okay. And and he's like 67 years old now, so it's amazing that he's, you know, still able to, <laughs> yeah. to, to do man, the output. Man, he's just not a flashy player, you know? That's why, mm. like, uh, people are hyping other people for LG because they are more flashy because they're doing some things or I don't even know, you know? Or they're hitting very, like, big percentages. And Tox is just pure aim and mm. and he's not flashy. He's just pure aim. That's why Pro's going to point Tox as the best LG player than any anybody else it's like it's totally big gap it doesn't yeah. matter that you're gonna go and hit 60 percent it's it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. if you're gonna hit it in some like easiest situation ever where a- anybody else will do that but then another guy gonna spam lg and take harder situations and this guy gonna like quit hitting lg and stick on the 70 percent you know yeah. so Tox is just this kind of guy who's like phenomenal aiming and he's like naturally talented and it's not only lg you can see it by rail by machine gun every single gun like his tracking is really 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 strong yeah, I'm going to go to one last question, guys, because we've actually been taking like an hour and a half, and I think we're only meant to be doing an hour. But there's a really, really interesting question from Unsettled RS, um, and it's to both of you. What series would you recommend to people to watch if they want to see the best of your style? Like, if you want to define yourself uh, on the screen and you want to recommend a series or a match for somebody to watch on YouTube or wherever, like, what are you recommending for people to kind of like get a better understanding of how you approach the game? You first. It's, quite a hard question. it's a hard question. It's not easy. I it can... depends on the Quake because um, I played totally different in Quake uh, 4. I was more aggressive. I was uh, more sure about myself. I was faster. I was like uh, mechanically gifted, everything, you know? So, uh, any I, I kind think... of match in Quake 4 you're gonna watch, you're basically gonna see the same of me. Then mm-hmm. uh, my style slowly changed. I had to adapt to Quick Champions. I had to be more patient. I don't know, maybe my game against Cypher on DreamHack 2019, it showed how patient I am. Or like against Cooler, even in semis, it showed how patient I am. And this is what I need in Quake Champion. I need to be patient. I can't like do like um, aggressive pushes without thinking. It's It looks good on streams. Uh, people like it, but you're not gonna win matches this way. It was at um, DreamHack Winter 2018, I think it was. Yeah. Semi-final versus Cooler. Yeah, and we played, like, we played ZTN for like 50 minutes or almost one hour or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I didn't want to give up. I, I just didn't want to give up. I just uh, like had this desire to win this map that I, I didn't want to give up. So I didn't do single mistake. 
that's how I need to play quick champions, in my opinion. And and that's it. Yeah, that's that's fair. And, and I think that, God, the amount of games like from before Quake 4, there's been a ton of stuff in Quake Live where you kind of see... Like, for example, we played, we played against G-Boy in uh, Bilbao on on GameGun in Spain. And I played Final against G-Boy. And we played ZTN, which was also like 40 minutes. And we played outside on the, outside on the stadium. So we had two guys like with umbrellas because the sun was uh, on our screen. And they were <laughs> these two pure guys, they were holding umbrellas over our screens. For 40 minutes, man, they were sweating. Their arms were like <laughs> really like uh, holding. And I'm playing and I'm watching this guy. I'm like, fuck, man, I need to win this map soon. This guy gonna collapse or something. And we played for 50 minutes like this, and I managed to win. Even though Jibo was like also like a mechanically gifted, he was one of the best aimers in the world. He was hitting such crazy LG amounts that I couldn't like out aim out aim him back then. And it was quick three, I think, not quick life. Fair enough. Kelsey, have you had a had a think about something that might might define you as a player? Just what like a, a series that you think can give that impression? Um, I think. Ooh, there are plenty actually. Like uh, since I'm not struggling that often anymore. Um, I mean, stage three finals against Cipher. Um, you know, will showcase uh, a lot. Um, I think the final game against Kulo will showcase a little more even. Uh, but they also, like, uh, got to consider, like, more tight situations. Uh, my game against Rafa at QuakeCon, for example, um, where he, you know, almost, almost beat me. Uh, and two times he had the lead on, on both the maps. Um, and I managed to get back, you know, doing doing the right things. Uh, I think that you know also could be very important to understand, uh, yeah, how I play the game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, fair enough. Um, I actually want to give one because I mentioned it earlier. If you want to see what Kilson was like ten years ago, then do you remember what tournament it was? The one that ZSX and uh, Strengths cast. It was in like two thousand. Was it a DreamHack? You were it, it, yeah, yeah, I think I think it had to be a DreamHack, for pretty uh, sure. Oh no, it, it was DreamHack Winter or Summer, I think 2010, possibly 11. And honestly, 12, it was... 12, I think, maybe. No, because I was uh, there, and I would have been there in 12, and Strengths and ZSX weren't there. Yeah, it must have been 11 then. Yeah. 11, yeah. yeah. There were two tournaments same time, actually. Yeah. I remember on DreamHack. We were yeah, yeah, we yeah, two true. tournaments at the same time. Day by day, I don't know if you remember that, Kilson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. yeah, right. It was like uh, the beat it, beat it. I think beat it and something else. Yeah, and, and the normal dreamhack, and the normal dreamhack. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that, there was a game there between Cypher and Kilson. If someone can dig it up, then you know, share the link or something. But it's honestly, it was so like such a funny game because of the commentary, but also that everything the casters were saying, and you've got two like professional players commentating. Kilson's just gonna rail you, and he just railed and railed and railed, and it was unbelievable. It was really, really unbelievable. Yeah, um, yeah right, guys. We're we're getting to the end of the show, so I want to say myself like a big, massive thanks to Team Endpoint for putting this on. But before we do go out, Kilson and E last uh, last words, thoughts. I mean, yeah, I mean, thanks, thanks for you know for the invite here, uh, having having this talk. Uh, enjoyed it a lot. Uh, so thanks, team, to Team Endpoint here, uh, and. Yeah, I mean, also thanks to to all my fans outside and uh, you know, big uh, supporting me at any any given time. Um, always have have a backup, and you know, also thanks to Avec, uh, you know, 
dropping my name <laughs> for for this year and uh, yeah i mean also avec someone uh, i can i can always talk to you know we have each other's phone numbers so if i if i uh, cry to sleep then i call him and <laughs> he calms me and everything is good <laughs> exactly. exactly sam goes to kill sam once once he was drunk on some event he said avec avec you understand that anytime you have problem in your life, you can come to my house and you're gonna be my guest. This is what uh, this is how he bought my heart. It was very very honest from him after alcohol, and uh, I really I really appreciate it, Kilsen. I would also like to thank you for coming. Uh, thank uh, thank you uh, Endpoint and Pete for organizing it and taking your time. I don't want to speak too much because I can speak also for years. I know uh, Pete is running for some meeting. I hope he's not gonna be late. And if you guys enjoy, if you guys enjoy like a quick series, and if you want more guests, I think we are the only one who are doing this right now in the Corona times. And if you want more guests, more interesting topics, some insights, and little funny and interesting stories, and a deep deep, deep uh, view about Quake, then we will try to do more of it. You already have one with Cypher, which you can uh, rewatch on YouTube, on Team Endpoint's uh, YouTube channel. And we're going to also upload this one to YouTube. So share the word, uh, share this and uh, like this and, and support us. And we're going to do more. Thank you. Yeah, that's a really good point. Thanks so much, guys. Definitely, if you want any other guests or topics to talk about, then you know, putting them in the YouTube comments is a, is a great way to for us to take a look. But uh, yeah, thanks from myself. Many thanks to Team Endpoint again. Uh, we'll catch you on the flip side. See you later.